0: Felicitations, Malfactors. Welcome back to another episode of Luke Larson, Sports Doctor. This week, actually it's been a couple of weeks since I've done a podcast, but this week what I'm going to do is go over the first two weeks of the NCAA tournament, um, talk a little bit about what took place, and... Go through my picks that I made with the in-season podcast host Trevor Larson a couple of weeks ago. Um, that part I'm not looking forward to as my bracket is not doing so hot right now. But to get things started off, um, let's go through a couple of uh, a couple of surprises that have taken place um, so far in this tournament. At least surprises by most people's standards. Um, I think the one of the biggest ones that comes to mind, uh, well, the biggest one of the tournament, is uh, the 15-seed St. Peter's making a run to the Elite Eight. It is the furthest that a 15-seed has ever gone in the NCAA tournament. Um, They beat two top three seeds on their way to the Elite Eight before falling to the eight-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels in the regional final. Another big... um, or bigger, I guess, um, surprise uh, was the Miami Hurricanes, who were a 10 seed. Uh, they also made an elite eight run before falling to one-seeded Kansas in the Midwest regional final. So those were some two, two, of, the, two of the biggest surprises. Certainly St. Peter's um, falls into that category uh, for sure. Uh, obviously, a 15 seed never making it. Uh, past the Sweet 16, uh, the furthest that a 15 seed has ever gone. Like I mentioned, uh, props to St. Peter's for uh, the run that they had. Um, certainly never been, never been, uh, never been done before, and uh, they deserve a lot of credit for the the run they were able to put together. Um, so real quick, kind of going through uh, some of my picks. Uh, so we'll start up in the West Region. Uh, where the, um, the number one overall seed, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, um, were upset in the Sweet 16 by Arkansas. Um, I had Gonzaga losing in the Elite Eight to Duke. Um, Duke did end up making the Elite Eight, um, but and they defeated Arkansas there. So Duke, uh, the Duke Blue Devils made the Final Four um, out of the West Region. Um, the... Uh, the Duke Blue Devils kind of had probably the most shock, um, road to the, uh, regional final or to the final four until they made the, um, the regional final. Uh, they played a, uh, the 15 seed as, uh, Cal State Fullerton. They played the seven seed Michigan State, the three seed Texas Tech, and then they defeated the Arkansas Razorbacks in the Elite Eight to reach the final four out of the West. It's actually, I thought, I thought this was kind of interesting, the, the, um, this is the first time that Duke has won a game in the Pacific time zone in the NCAA tournament. I, as many games as, as Duke has played in the NCAA tournament, not just during Coach K's era, but uh, all time, uh, considering that they, they had never won in the Pacific time zone before this, uh, and then picking up um, uh, two wins uh, in the Pacific time zone uh, this year, uh, obviously beating Texas Tech in San Francisco and then obviously defeating Arkansas uh, in uh, in that regional final there as well so Duke is the the first final four participant uh, out of the West region uh, moving down below to the east which was uh, the probably the, uh, the the most busted bracket so to speak Um the uh, reigning national champion Baylor Bears were knocked off in the second round by the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, And uh, obviously in the first round, uh, St. Peter's pulled the upset of the tournament, defeating the two-seed Kentucky Wildcats um, and obviously making their run to the regional final there. Um, Mm -hmm. North Carolina and St. Peter's met in the uh, East Regional Final. North Carolina, um, I think, finally... I think St. Peter's finally kind of hit the hit the wall, so to speak. Um just couldn't put another couldn't put another magical performance together to get past the Tar Heels um in the East Regional Final. Um couple of other uh interesting notes. One of the one of the um darlings, I guess you could call it of the of the tournament prior to it starting was St. Mary's. Um they were seen as a, a dark horse team that could make a deep run. Uh they were knocked down in the second round by UCLA. Um So they, um, uh, that was kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, People didn't really see um, UCLA as really, uh, maybe not necessarily deserving of the four seed, but didn't really see them as the kind of team that was going to be able to beat St. Mary's and and certainly um, didn't really see them as a team that um, was going to make a deep run. But um, an 8 and a 15 met in the East Regional Final. Like I said, North Carolina, the eight-seeded Tar Heels beating... St. Peter's moving on to a Final Four matchup with arch rival Duke, um, the first time that Duke and North Carolina have ever met in the in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, and uh, it's in the uh, it's in the Final Four, so that should be an interesting that should be an interesting event on Saturday night. So we'll see how we'll see how that one that one turns out. Um, moving up to the South Region. Um Arizona was uh was the one seed in the uh in the south region. They a lot of people looked at them as as kind of I don't want to necessarily say a dark horse, but they saw them as kind of a team that not a lot of people were talking about that deserved to be talked about um very skilled team um obviously ran through the Pac-12 um and was the one seed out out uh, down south. They got knocked out in the Sweet 16 um, by the five-seeded Houston Cougars. Uh, Houston uh, had, was playing very well in the tournament. They actually, up until the regional final, they had won every game that they had played by double digits, um, including their victory over Arizona. So that was a, um, that was a, pretty, a pretty impressive run by Houston. Um, the other team, the team that they played in the regional final was the Villanova Wildcats. Villanova um, had uh, to—they got past uh, Delaware in the first round, uh, then beat the Ohio State Buckeyes in the second round, um, and then knocked off the Michigan Wolverines in the Sweet 16. And uh, Houston and Villanova met in the South regional final. Low-scoring affair, only 55 to—or, sorry, 50 to 44 was the final in that one. Um, Not a lot of scoring, in that one at all, uh, pretty, only 94 points scored total, um, both teams pretty pretty solid defensively, so it's it's not a huge surprise that that was a more of a defensive struggle, but um, uh, Villanova and Houston playing a grinder, and uh, Villanova did come out on top, winning that one 55 to 40, like I mentioned, um, so they were the third member of the Final Four out of the South region. Moving now down to the Midwest region, um, this, uh, this region was, um, it, it was kind of a little mix of both chalk and uh, upset. You had, uh, on, on one su- uh, Sweet 16 matchup, you had a 10 versus an 11, you had Miami the 10 seed and the 11 seed Ohio- uh, Iowa State Cyclones playing in one Sweet 16 matchup. And then the other Sweet 16 matchup was Kansas and Providence, the one versus the four, respectively. And Kansas came out on top over the Friars, and the Hurricanes of Miami came out on top over the Iowa State Cyclones. A couple of other interesting notes in that one. Um, Obviously, the Miami Hurricanes is a 10 seed, and the Iowa State Cyclones is an 11, making a run of the Sweet 16. Uh, Miami... Knocking off the two seed Auburn in the second round, and Iowa State knocking off the three seed Wisconsin in the second round. Um, Richmond, the Spiders, were able to pull up and pull off an upset over the Iowa Hawkeyes in the first round. Um, but Kansas was proved to be a little bit too much for the Miami Hurricanes in the regional final, uh, winning that one by 26. Um, it was actually quite a close game up until uh, up until uh about halfway through the second half when Kansas just really started to turn it on and um started pulling away and Miami just ran out of gas. So Kansas was the or will be the final four participant out of the Midwest region and they will take on the Villanova Wildcats on Saturday night. So the final four as of right now is Duke and North Carolina in one matchup and then Villanova and Kansas in the other matchup. Uh, two very interesting matchups in their own right. Both can, both could really stand alone, so to speak, in, uh, in their own way, in their own matchups. And, um, both have intrigue, both have, um, great coaching, both have great teams. The final four is going to be, uh, very interesting. Very, very good matchups, uh, this weekend. The one, um, the one sort of, I guess, um, I I guess you don't want to call it like a uh a, 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 a black spot um on the final four but uh something that um that will I, I guess you could say maybe make the 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 Villanova Kansas um matchup to uh, kind of maybe not necessarily a, a, as good as I think maybe uh it it, it could have been, um, is the fact that they had a, a pretty major injury take place um, in their regional final. Um, their One of their best defenders and their second-leading scorer, Justin Moore, um, tore his Achilles in the Elite Eight game against Miami. And obviously, an injury that serious, will uh, obviously he will not be available um, for that Final Four matchup um, against Kansas. So, not that Villanova necessarily can't win and can't overcome that. Um, But it will, it will definitely be, it'll definitely be quite, quite a a much taller task um, for the Wildcats to get, to overcome losing a player like Justin Moore. So um, as far as uh, my predictions go for this final four, um, I think we'll start with Villanova, Kansas. I think the, the, Justin Moore's loss, I mean, as good as, as Colin Gillespie is and has been, um, he he might have to do a little too much in this one to overcome Kansas. I think Kansas is probably going to be a little bit too much as far as their... Villanova's not going to have enough... Firepower. I don't think losing their second leading scorer to be able to keep up with Kansas. If, if, unless Villanova can slow this game down to just an absolute crawl, um, I see Kansas winning this by double digits. I, I just, I don't think, I, I don't think that Kansas, barring them just playing a, a, an awful game or, like I said, Villanova slowing this game down to a crawl, I don't see Villanova being able to overcome that. Um, it'll be close, I think, for most most of the game. I think Villanova too too prideful of a program to to just let let themselves get get blown out in a big game like this. Um, they'll keep it close for most of the game, but I think in the end Kansas pulls away, and I think I I I'd, I'd probably say somewhere in the neighborhood of mm, Villanova's going to probably, probably keep the pace way low. So I I I'll probably say Kansas wins this one. Um, seventy-two to sixty-one. If I had to guess, I think it'll. I think Kansas will be able to up the pace a little bit um, more than Villanova would like to, and I think they'll force Villanova to uh, score more than they would probably probably like to. So I'll take Kansas seventy-two to sixty-one in the first Final Four matchup, and the second one, like I mentioned, the first ever meeting between our rivals Duke and North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. Um. It's amazing as many as many deep runs as these two teams have made in the tournament. It's, it's, it is it's remarkable that they have never met in the NCAA tournament. It's, it's the closest. Uh, the closest before this was back in 1991. Both teams made the Final Four. Um, but uh, the Duke and North Carolina did not play each other. Duke knocked off undefeated UNLV in one Final Four matchup. And Kansas defeated North Carolina. Uh... In the in the other final four matchup, so it ended up being Duke and Kansas in the in the title game, um, and Duke and North Carolina obviously did not meet that year, but that was as close as, as it's been um, since then. So, uh, obviously, this this there is a lot um, a lot of storylines that 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 could be written or told or discussed leading into this game. Um, you know, it's Duke in North Carolina. Not really much more needs to be said, uh, beyond that. I think this game is probably going to be a little bit different than the, uh, the first matchup between Villanova and Kansas, in that I don't really think that either team is going to mind playing up tempo. Um, neither team is really going to mind playing a fast pace. Um, Team, both teams are comfortable getting up and down the floor. Um, I think this one will be a little bit more high scoring. J- just and also because neither neither team is really a a, uh, a defensive juggernaut. Um, so this one I think is going to be a little more high scoring. Um, I, I I I lean just because of. This, this is a little bit different. This has a little bit different of a feel than the last time these two teams played um, in, in Cameron when it was Coach K's last home game uh, in Cameron Indoor Stadium. This one has a different feel to it. There's not as much pomp and circumstance surrounding this game. There's not as much um, media attention necessarily. I mean, it's, it's the Final Four. There's going to be media attention. But it just doesn't seem that there's as much focus uh, or I should say even hyper-focus on the fact that you know this is this could be Coach K's last game. Well, any, any every tournament game could have been Coach K's last game. Um, I think Duke is is a little bit more focused in this one. This one will also be close throughout. I don't see either team really pulling away in this one. Um, I think down the stretch, I think Duke does a little bit more, and I'm going to take the Blue Devils over the Tar Heels. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 84 to 77. Blue Devils over the Tar Heels. So, that leaves us with a national title game of Duke and Kansas. Um, these two teams <clears throat> have not met uh, in uh, in, a, in a couple of years. They met in the winter of uh, 2019, or I guess the fall of 2019 in the Champions Classic. Duke came out with a victory over that one. Um... Came out with a victory in that one, I should say, um, and then before that, it was the the uh, the twenty eighteen regional Midwest Regional Final, uh, where Kansas knocked off Duke um, in that one. Um, so they have split the last two games between each other. Um, you know, obviously it's it's Duke and it's Kansas, obviously two of the most historic programs in the in in the game. Um, this one is kind of it will be interesting to see because I think a lot of it has to do with matchups. I think that. If, if Mark Williams can handle McCormick inside and at least make life, life difficult on him, make him make him work for everything he gets. And on the perimeter, if Wendell Moore, uh, who will more than likely be matched up on Ochai Abaji, uh, if he can make life difficult for him and make him work for everything that he gets, I like Duke's chances in this one. I think that the key for me is Duke has sort of, in every game that they've played this season, or I should say in this tournament, in every game they've played in this tournament, they've had stretches where they they look like if they play like this, nobody's beating them. And... I think that if they can string a few of those uh, at least you know 2 to 3 of those together in this in in the title game against Kansas I think that that would be that would end up being a little too much for the Jayhawks. Again, I, I don't I, I don't expect this this th- that championship game if it does occur. I don't expect it to be a blowout either way. Um, I, I I think it'll be it'll be a very fun matchup. I think it'll be one that um, you know, it's Duke and Kansas, and they're playing for the national championship. It's, it just, you know, it, it doesn't get much more historic or blue blood than that. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to end up being one of those games where really whose stars play the best. Um, you know, if, if Abaji and, and McCormick for Kansas, if, if they're able to have their way, I like Kansas. If Banquero and uh, Wendell Moore and really and a guy who's come on lately is Jeremy Roach if, if those guys for Duke are able to get what they want whenever they want it I like Duke's chances I'm going to go I'm going to go Duke in this one um, and I'm going to take I'm going to go with a score that, uh, that, uh, that Duke actually beat UNLV in the 91 Final Four uh, by I'm going to say 77 to 74 Blue Devils I think the Blue Devils take the championship. Um, now, if you were to ask me how much confidence I have in that pick, to be perfectly honest with you, I I would not be shocked to see both of all three of my picks be incorrect. I would not be shocked to see Carolina beat Duke, and I would not be shocked to see Villanova beat Kansas, and those two teams play for the title. Um, would not surprise me. Um, you know, if we're if we're doing that uh, that old uh, the the old uh, college bowl game pick 'em where you had to put the the confidence points. Uh, on games that you uh, on games that you picked Um, I I would put very low confidence points on both of these picks Um, this is just this is kind of more of a gut for me not really much in the way of um, of you know definitive like yeah this is this team is clearly better than this one uh, because you just don't have that in either matchup I, I think you have um, indications that 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 might be the case, but <clears throat> you know it's the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. Um, anything has happened, and and it, it, you you just you don't expect the Final Four to be any different. Um, but for the time being, um, those are my Final Four predictions. So. With that, a little bit shorter of a podcast today because uh, not really, not really a ton to necessarily go over. Just kind of reviewing the, um, uh, you know, what's kind of gone on in general in the NCAA tournament, um, and then obviously make my Final Four predictions uh, from that. My my uh, my national champion that I picked uh, a couple of weeks ago was knocked out uh, in the Sweet 16, so that bracket is a disaster. Um, I only have uh, two of the final four teams correct. I picked Duke and Kansas to be in the final four. Um, North Carolina, I did not, and Villanova, I did not. Um, so very, very few. Uh, looking at my bracket, very few regions have a lot of um, have a lot of green on it. Uh, most of them have a lot of red, and uh, so not really a lot to be proud of in that regard. Um, not much to, to write home about, as they say. So, um, what'll happen uh, now is, obviously, the Final Four is, uh, is tomorrow, starts tomorrow night. First tip is at about 5.10 Central Time, and that's the Villanova-Kansas game, and then um, about 30 minutes following that, the end, of the conclusion of that one, uh, Duke and North Carolina will tip... Um, and uh, obviously, after those two games, we will know who will be meeting on the uh, in the title game on Monday night. And for uh, for that, so I will. I, I obviously this was was kind of my my recap of the tournament uh, podcast. And then what will happen is next week I will do a recap of the Final Four, uh, give my final thoughts on the college basketball season um, in general, and uh, and then after that. Um, probably be going more towards the, uh, kind of waiting for the, the, the uh, Nebraska spring game, the red-white game to occur. And I will probably do a review of that um, once that is done and kind of give my thoughts on where I think Nebraska stands um, as much as you can take away from a spring game. Um, and just kind of uh, kind of give, go, give my thoughts on that. And then, really, um, after that, um, I don't. There's not really a lot of uh, specific things that I will be covering in terms of the in terms of what what I guess you would call current events in sports. What I'll probably do over the next few months, with maybe some exceptions, um, is probably do um, just go give some of my hot takes as to as, as to you know very very specific sort of. Um, uh, specific um, I'm, uh, mindsets or, or thoughts or ideas or opinions on specific sports and specific sports teams or players um, and uh, probably make some, make some people upset uh, depending on where they stand uh, with those certain teams or players. And that'll kind of be the, the summer. That'll be most of the summer. And then obviously once, um, uh, once football picks back up again, uh, in the fall, in uh, late August, um, I will probably just—I'll probably just be going over weekly, um, weekly Husker games, and um, so that's kind of what the what the outlook uh, is. It looks like for uh, for the podcast. Um, hopefully, can um, can can come can find some some good hot takes that that people will um, uh, people will be interested in and. Ones that I think, maybe even some people might agree with. Um, I, I have a few in mind um, that I'm that I'm thinking about working on, doing some research on, and um, I think there's I think there's there's a little bit more agreement than I than I initially thought on some of these. So um, we'll see what you think about them. But uh, but for the time being, that is that is this week's podcast, kind of a sh- much shorter one. Um, not not really a ton to sort of get into uh, this week, just kind of more of a recap of the tournament, but, um, that'll be what's coming down the pipe. That'll be this, uh, that'll be this week's podcast. So for everyone who tuned in, thank you very much. Appreciate all the ears that, uh, that listen, keep your stick on the ice and don't get eliminated.